Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. Halloween, everybody. I am the whoa, whoa, Frankenloaf. Yeah, and with me, Dr. Zombie. I am here to suck your uh, blood. Uh, this week, we're doing our, I think this is our only tra- tradition on the show. Action-y, horror-y, yeah. Uh, this is our, our fourth one. What? Tradition. Our fourth, our fourth action-y horror-y. Uh, we're doing Split Second, Rutger Hauer from 1992, and Predator, might have heard of that one, from 1987. Zombie, how are you, sir? Good. I sort of am well-rested, although nice, I had nice. to keep the dogs inside the majority of the day because the meter guy was going to come out and read. Okay, now, in 2014, we still have electric meters and gas meters on our house that a human has to walk around. And now they're they're talking about, uh, and a lot of places are replacing them with digital ones. Yeah. That you know, they just but then that puts people out of work. Plus, they say, oh, it's an invasion of privacy. I don't know, but I'd have no opinion on either either one, except the dogs just got to lay around and watch TV while I slept. Nice. Dig it. Um, I've been, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> it was a week. It yeah, was a week. Uh, it was a weird one. Um, but any tr- t- any sex? Not yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, get- I'm getting <laughs> desperate, so maybe soon. What do you mean desperate? You don't have yeah. to be desperate for that. Oh well, maybe you don't. Yeah, I get what I want. <laughs> Take it. Wait, a no. big floppy, big <laughs> flopper. Neat spin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so it's yeah it it's was, sad yeah. that we've already had the conversation uh if you're with a transsexual uh does it matter if they have a big penis or not because i would i think that's you know because honest to god most uh, most of the people in our um circle of friends say yes from what i remember you know I would want a small one, I think. You think? Justin, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing about a big cock that's, that's, that does anything for me, so I just want it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just get out of the way. Yeah, well, that's good, though. You're open-minded. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we'll get into the movie soon. What have you been watching this week besides hockey? I know you've been watching a lot of hockey. Um. I have been watching a lot of hockey. Um. Where's my notebook? Did at? you watch I'm any just... baseball? 
I did not. You know what? I didn't watch any baseball at all. I watched uh, the I watched Notre Dame fighting Irish play hockey a few times, mm-hmm. uh, the, um, and I watched uh, the Pens play several times, and I watched uh, Flyers play and uh, Blackhawks. It's been but, it's, uh, it's been a good series, man. They're they're playing again in about thirty minutes from now, so we'll see if the Giants can wrap it up. Um, but it's been a it's been a fun series. I'm still rooting for the Royals to pull this one off. Um, they uh, might not have the power. I did watch. I, I did watch some sports as well with with baseball and and quote unquote sports. I did finally watch Hell in a Cell, and it was not worth my three hours. Who did um? Who was in the Hell in the Cell? Who was actually in they the had Cell? Two three? Hell in oh. a Cell matches. It was Cena and Orton in one, and. I'll tell you that I happened at the like side by side and happened at the same time. No, that would be cool. They should do that. They should go back to the double cage thing and do that. Do that for a, a pay per view. Um, no, they did the cage twice, um, and it was Orton and Cena, and then it was Ambrose and 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 Rollins. And Ambrose and Rollins did all the, they did all the the Hell in a Cell bumps. Really, the yeah. Orton Cena one was just kind of like a wasn't even really a cage match. I mean, because the cage is so far away from the right. ring there. I don't know. I'll tell you, PG Hell in a Cell just doesn't really do a lot for me. Well, do they do blood very much no, anymore? No, not at all. There was no blood at all. Although I, I have to say, the the I can't tell if the audience what the audience is doing with it. But when Ambrose starts like freaking out and like attacking somebody violently, the audience gets uh-huh. really quiet. Like they're like kind of like. I don't know if I can't tell if they're just not into they're it. Into they cheer it. when he's done, but they're like yeah. everybody's kind of in shock because he got goes nuts. Like he, uh, I watched Raw this morning before work, and he's supposed. I guess he was supposed to have a match with Cesaro, and uh-huh. he just he just came out and he stood on the announce table and yelled about Bray Wyatt and and Rollins, and then he ran into the ring and just started bludgeoning Cesaro with the microphone, and it was just like. <laughs> Like you know, and the audience got really quiet <laughs> until he stopped, and then they cheered. <laughs> so it Jake was it, like Cesaro. Cesaro is pretty good, That's his but favorite. He, he's a good he, wrestler. He is, and he and he's very strong. But he did not. Uh, he had a good match yeah. with. Uh, he had a good match. That was my favorite part of the Hell in a Cell. Him, 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 and Ziggler had a very good. Dolph Ziggler. Dolph I saw Dolph Ziggler's one of his first matches. He wrestled Triple H. And on TV, and uh, in, right at the very beginning, he hit Triple H with some fucking just fantastic move, and you was like, "Jesus Christ, what the hell's going on here?" <laughs> and then, of course, he got held down and back for yeah. ever after that for a long time. But anyway, what else have you been watching this week? I watched. Okay, I rented this movie, and uh, it's set on my iPad for almost the full thirty-day rental <laughs> on iTunes without me watching it. Because I, I had some other stuff, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't even know what this is. It was an indie. Uh, 2013's Blue Ruin uh, by yeah. Jeremy Saulnier. Yeah. Uh, this was a definite surprise. I had yeah. 15 hours to watch it before it expired, and I'm glad I did. It was <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very violent, very good, and not – I thought it said it was a fucking dark comedy when I, I rented it, don't recall anything funny in it. <laughs> no, there wasn't anything funny, uh, but it was good. So I recommend that, and it is on Netflix now. I waited so long that it showed up on Netflix. <laughs> okay, I I started watching this TV show called Foils War 
It is on um, Netflix, and it's a detective, kind of a detective-type show, but it takes place during World War II, and this guy is in um, United Kingdom, but he has to deal with, like, you know, most of the able-bodied men are off to war. And so, but there's still shit going on, and mm-hmm. it's it must have been on for a long time because it, well, it says complete series six, so I don't know how you know it can't started in 2002, but it's really good. It's kind of I don't know if I would say Sherlock Holmes ish, but it's sort of like that. And it's dude, been, been, um, Constantine ish. started. Did you watch it? I watched Constantine. Did you watch it? I did. It was it was it was all right. Okay, I thought it was all right yeah but i did not get like a giant boner and i thought i was gonna because from the previews i was like oh my god this looks go good you know but i'm gonna uh, that was just the the pilot and yeah and the chick is already gone there's gonna be a the i think the the they show a a hint of somebody at the end i think that's gonna be the main like yeah yeah so i'm gonna stick with it i started rereading hellblazer by the way after i read it so after i watched that good comic um, so yeah, I, I, uh, but I, I was kind of like, okay, you know, this is, this is, this is all right. It's not, I wasn't bored or anything, but you know, we'll I, uh, me we'll too. I was the same. I was the same. We'll see how it goes. Uh, this is one I might actually stick with when I feel like yeah. I need a new show. I haven't watched yeah. shows in a while. And I tell so, you, I was watching, when I was watching Hulu this morning, there was an ad for, they've just added the Newhart show, Bob Newhart show, not the Newhart oh, uh, not Newhart, but the Bob Newhart show. Yeah, they've just added that whole series on Hulu, so I might go watch those. <laughs> That's some funny shit. Um, I watched from 2014 The Purge Anarchy, uh, directed and written by James DeMonaco, and starring who this person who I think is going to be an up-and-comer, Frank Grillo. He's on a TV show now, I mm-hmm. guess, and I don't know if he's going to be like uh, Timothy Oliphant and get uh, stuck in TV, but he also – is uh crossbones in Captain America. Um so but he's good and and I've heard so many people say when they watch this he should play the Punisher. Uh I agree because first of all this character is kind of like fucking Frank Castle, not the drunken Will Smith Frank Castle from the Halloween party. <laughs> but well maybe I guess you know if he had some drinks in him he was pretty sober. <laughs> But uh, Purge Anarchy, I never saw The Purge, but uh, I heard people say that Purge Anarchy was better than The Purge, and I really liked it. So, And I don't know now if I want to go even go back and watch The Purge because I might be disappointed. But anyway, let's see. The next thing I watched was the from 1963, The Ugly American, directed by George Anglin and starring Marlon Brando. This is really good. Uh, it shows uh, some of the shenanigans that we do in foreign countries uh, to, to uh, for the better of the indigenous people. Yeah. Right. Uh, got some commie uh, scare stuff in it and everything. Brando is always good. He, uh, he, I hear so many people say, Oh, he mumbles so much. I can't understand him. Everything. I have no problem understanding anything he says. So maybe I'm just on his level. Of uh, big fat Sim- old simpatico. Yeah, Simpatico with Brando. I watched uh, 1957 on Netflix, uh, 1957's Gunfight at the OK Corral. And this has an all-star cast, including Burke Lancaster, Lancaster. as Wyatt Earp, 
uh, Kirk Douglas's Doc Holliday, Rhonda Fleming, Joan Van Fleet, John Ireland, Dennis Hopper, Earl Holloman. Uh, it's got DeForest Kelly, Bones McCoy from Star Trek. It's got Martin Milner, who was on Adam-12. It's got a fucking shitload of people. This movie is so awesome, I could watch it every day of the week. It is awesome! Did, did I ever say, uh, like, weeks ago, this would have been in September, that I actually watched Tombstone? Yes, you said you'd okay. never seen it. I had never seen it, and I finally watched it, and I liked it a lot. It was really good. I I watched it like five times one week in a dollar cinema when it first came out. Or not when (laughs) it first came out, but after it had been out. Um, I was training for a job in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And where I, and I didn't. There was nobody else there to run around. The chick that was there, that was also training, who had big boobs and was good looking, had a boyfriend and was like real religious. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I had her anyway. In a way, <laughs> she just didn't know it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, uh, uh, there was a dollar theater around the corner, and Tombstone was playing there. And I went to see it back to back one day, and then I went to see it every day uh, for the rest of the time I was there, and it was great. Um, so anyway. 1966, Kill Baby Kill, or Operation Para. Uh, this is a Mario Bava uh, horror movie mm-hmm, starring mm-hmm. Giacomo Rossi Stuart, Erka Blanche, Blanche, and Fabian Dali. <laughs> this is weird as shit. It's good, though. Yeah. It's, a, it's, an, it's an odd duck of a film. Uh, it never, there was. I wouldn't say it ever scared me, but it had some creepy shit in it because yeah. it's got a creepy little kid in it and it's got creepy dolls. Meh. Meh. That is on Netflix instant. I watched Ansitet, uh, which is 1958's The Magician, directed by Ingmar Bergman and written by Ingmar Bergman. It stars Max von Sydow, Ingrid Thulin, and Gunnar Bjornstrand. This is weird. It's fucking now. Bergman's movies are odd because, okay, first of all, it's visually, it looks great. Mm-hmm. The characters, everything, the way it's shot, everything's great, black and white. But his movies kind of are slow. But you know they're going somewhere, and if you stick with it, yeah. you know it's like. Yeah, but it was... the magician. Magician is one I started once. I think I had borrowed the Criterion for somebody, but I, I had to turn it off, and I never went back to it. It's on YouTube, uh, and if you go to the page that has the magician, it's got like every Ingmar Bergman movie. Nice. Free. So if you want to slog through his stuff uh let's see i watched a documentary um which i got on itunes and it'll probably be on netflix instant probably tomorrow um called (laughs) cinema communisto from 2010 now this i did not look at anything i just kind of saw the cover art and saw communisto and i was like okay well i thought it would be like a, a documentary about um propaganda movies in Soviet Union or something like that. Mm-hmm. It has, it has some t- to do with that. Just how, but it's all about Yugoslavia. And when uh, Marshal Tito was uh, the president of Yugoslavia, uh, talks about World War II when he was the head of the partisans there and everything. Well, when World War II was over and he became the president of the country, um, he started uh, this uh, socialist. Uh, you know, it was a socialist country, 
and he started these film stu- studios and he wanted to he would make these huge epics because the 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 government was the one financing it so they'd have like 400 million dollars or something put into a this huge, <laughs> huge epics. and they started getting a lot of uh of uh, European and American actors and directors and stuff coming over making movies. It's really good. So, and I did recommend it to some of you all out there. So, uh, I also watched a documentary on two documentaries, one on both on Netflix. One of them is Gore Vidal, the United States of amnesia. This is really fucking good. And, uh, he is an interesting dude. Um, and it's just he was uh, like best friends with Paul Newman uh, or very good friends with Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. He was uh, very good friends with um, JFK and Jackie uh, Kennedy. I think he he's, was related to Jackie Kennedy somehow. I can't remember what it was now, but they're related uh, through like s- step parents or something. I, I don't know. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But anyway, and then, but it's really good. Uh, and I watched another documentary called Tiny, uh, which is about uh, making tiny houses. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw were, that poster you posted. It was good. It's. It, I heard. Uh, I think uh, Sammy may be talking about it, or Will or Sam. I think it was Sammy, and uh, just about people uh, taking on the endeavor to make a small tiny house so that they don't have to pay. Uh, well, and it also talks about consumerism, how people buy houses and just want to make them bigger, 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 even though you can only live in so many rooms and updating, 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 filling them full of shit that you don't need. And uh, so – but it's really good. That's a that's a good doc if you want to watch a good doc. Cool. So anyway, that's all I got, dude. All right. Um, I, I kept on horror movies still. Um, I'm approaching 60 for the month. <clears throat> um, I watched uh, – I watched The Bride of Frankenstein. I did finish it. I said I started it last week, and it's it's good. I thought The Bride was going to be in it a lot more. Um, Karloff's – this one is kind of a comedy, I think. <laughs> Karloff is kind of funny in it. I like when he smokes cigars. <laughs> Smoke good. Um, it was funny, uh, but it was a good movie. I liked it. Um, I watched on my birthday, as I said I would, uh, Dawn of the Dead. I edited the show and put on uh, my – my birthday movie and watched, I watched the theatrical cut this time. So I've got the DVD with like 8,000 different versions of the movie on it. So, um, but it, it's this theatrical cut that you know, it's like a little over two hours long and they're still stuck in the mall as I expected. And it was still good <laughs> as I expected. Um, I, I watched a mall in ages. I'm not I stuck went, in the mall. I went to one today. Well, the last <laughs> time was probably when, uh, we were at, uh, was it Concord right? Mills? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went to see movies and walked around. Um, this week well, was no, a lot you, of. I didn't. Yeah, we you didn't go. You went with Justin. That was like last year. Yeah, but year. I bought shoes with you. Oh, that's right. We went to the My small shoes. mall that that the mall where old people hang out. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we were right amongst them. We were right on a weekday. Um, I did a lot of rewatches this week. I watched. Uh, I bought this on Amazon Prime Video. Um, Zombieland, it was like six bucks, so I picked yeah. it up and watched it, and it's still funny, and I like it. Uh, <laughs> Are you still uh, surprised by the? Bill? I well, I didn't know Bill Murray was in that. Yeah, and when he showed up, I was like, "Fuck, this is." <laughs> it was pretty good. I, yeah, and Woody Harrelson's really funny in it. And there's some, yeah, it's a good movie. 
Um, I have fun with it. So, and the the intro is still one of my favorite ever with the with the Metallica and everything, and the mm-hmm. zombie stripper. Um, <laughs> Beetlejuice bought that one on Amazon. It was never like seen it. six bucks. You never seen it? Oh, yeah. We should have reviewed that. I, I I'm worried for you to watch it because. You, you think you, I'll hate its guts? Yeah, and this one, this one's one of those ones that I hold, I remember fondly. I saw it first when it first came out on video. I was probably twelve, so it it stuck with me for a long time. Michael Keaton is is awesome in it. The movie itself is fine. Um, it it has a better. It, it's for me. It's more of like a memory when I'm watching it as opposed to still watching it as like a great movie. But it's a fun one, and Michael Keaton is really funny. I wish he was in it a lot more. Um, and I'm surprised it showed up on iTunes on sale and was under like family friendly movies. And in this movie, like he says at one point, he says "nice fucking model" and honks his balls. And he goes to a <laughs> he goes to a whorehouse. And <laughs> I'm not so sure it's a kid friendly movie, but maybe it's a it's like it's a hard PG. Um, okay. I watched. Uh, I listened to the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, bringing class to trash since 1977. Um, That's a good show. It's all right. The They reviewed uh, Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2. So I watched Return of the Living Dead, rewatched. I'd seen that one quite a few times. It's still good. Um, and you can go listen to their review, and they're they're pretty much. And I, I called Josh out on the, on the uh, group. I don't know if he ever saw the post because he said the movie was – uh, near perfect, but he would only give it a nine point seven five. <laughs> Had no reason for taking the quarter point off, other than he chickened right. out. Well, you got to give a reason. See, that's the, to gave me, no reason. Know, he said nothing right. negative about this movie at all. Well, but it. then some people use the reason that there's no perfect movie. He, it's his favorite movie of all time, and he gave it a nine point seven five. Um, and then I watched the more brains. Return to the Living Dead documentary. Birds! This is on, and this was a new watch for me. This was on Net, uh, Netflix. This is on YouTube, and they talked about it on the show. Um, if you like the movie, the Return to the Living Dead, Return to the Living Dead, you'll the documentary is just pretty much just going from beginning to finish, talking about the production of it, and um, the um, the director. What was that guy's name? O'Connor? O'Con- yeah. Dan, no. Fuck, I can't remember his name. They talk a lot about him, even though he passed away a few, a, bef- a couple years before this was uh, filmed. But it's it's informative. I tried watching the – there's a documentary on Netflix about um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I started watching huh? that not realizing – like I looked at the time of it, and it said huh? – 234 minutes. So I just started playing it. Then I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm like 45 minutes in. They're still talking about the first movie. I was like, wait, two hours at 235? That's fucking like four hours long. <laughs> so I turned it off and I didn't go back. Very in-depth. Yeah, for real. Jesus. But it was interesting to hear about the creation of Freddy and stuff. So if you just like that kind of stuff, just watch the first like 45 minutes. <laughs> um, I revisited Creep Show 2 for the first time since I was a child. Um, I guess I wasn't a child. I was probably like 12 or 13 when I saw it. But there's a scene in it with a swamp monster, or, you know, lake monster slime thing that I've talked about a couple times being one of my scariest moments of when I was viewed as a, as a kid because we had a lake near us with a pier and I was always afraid a fucking slime monster after I saw this was going to come through the cracks in the boards. 
because they had to stand in this movie on the board so their feet wouldn't get slimed because the monster could just pull them through the wood. Um, it's pretty good. I didn't remember the rest of it. It has the uh, the wooden chief uh, uh, scene, like the, the story with um, George Kennedy's in it. And um, then there's... Uh, that one with the with the lake monster, and then there's one with like a guy that gets run over by the car, and he keeps showing up on the lady's car. I didn't remember that one at all, but yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's on Netflix. You can check it out. One that surprised me on Netflix, um, Your Next from 2011. A lot of people have been talking about this one. Um, it, it, I it's, almost have watched that a few times. It's but, yeah. it's it's. I mean, for a home invasion movie, it's got a nice twist. Um, yeah. Some pretty go- some pretty brutal kills. Um, I was, I, I had fun with it. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not going to knock it, knock it out of the park every time, but it's, it's, uh, it's worth seeing. Um, and it's, it has some good jump scares and it was, it was a good movie. Um, it, it looks like it kind of floated around in for a while. I think like IMDB says it's like 2011, but I don't think it was around here until like late last year or so. So, but, uh, you know. You can do, do you can do worse. There's a fucking Liv Tyler movie with the uh, home invasion that was pretty boring. So this one was actually fun. Um, I watched Father's Day. That would suck if you were like a home invader and you broke into somebody's house like Liv Tyler, and it was just, the whole experience was boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would suck you're if like, you're in this movie Oof. too because the one of the <laughs> uh, I won't tell the twist, but um, I watched Father's Day. Uh, rewatched Father's Day. And this is one I'm sure you would give a one to. Um, it's like a X-rated trauma movie, essentially. Mm. Um, no, no, uh, no hardcore sex in it, but it's like, you know, penis trauma and uh, ridiculous gore, and the the fucking second half or the the last third of this movie is just so bizarre. I I really like it. This is one of the Astron Six guys. They they did that. Um, Manborg movie for like a thousand dollars, and I think, or maybe a ten thousand dollars, and they did this one for a hundred thousand dollars, because trauma. And it still looks like a thousand dollars, pretty much. Uh, but it's it's pretty fucked up. I like it a lot though. Um, the main character play is Ahab, and he has an eye patch and drinks maple syrup. He carries it with him instead of liquor. Um, it's good. Um, it's I, I like it better than Hobo with a Shotgun, but it's a similar. It's in that same vein. Um, I watched Children of the Corn for the first time. Never seen this one. Um, somehow this one escaped me when I was a kid. Um, not a great movie, uh, but I really fucking hated the kids in it, and I wanted to. I was, I was really rooting against all of them. <laughs> um, and I stand by my statement last week that Sigourney mid eighties Sigourney Weaver is hotter than mid eighties Linda Hamilton. Um. I rewatched House of the Devil. Um, this is Ty West. Everybody jerk off of it movie from 2009. Everybody really loved this one, so I checked it out a couple years ago and wasn't really all that impressed with it. And yeah. thought maybe that I was just having a, like I was just in a bad mood, but something about this just doesn't work for me. So I tried. I revisited it, and it's still I felt the same way about it. Um, it's a it's a satanic cult kind of movie, and I mean, if I sit here, I can probably think of a dozen satanic cult movies that I like a lot more than this one. Like the way he builds tension just doesn't work for me because I don't feel tense at all. Even though I knew what was going to happen at the end this time and what it's building up to, 
the end is really good. The last like ten minutes of the movie I liked, but the the build up was just kind of like meh. Um, didn't work. It doesn't work for me. I haven't even bothered with his other movies, The Innkeeper. Other movie, The Innkeepers. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I watched House Two. Um, this is well. House 2, the second story, although it has nothing to do with the original house, as far as I could tell. Um, this one's really fucking weird, and I don't know if I even call this a horror movie, other than the fact that it's a, te- I mean, technically it's a haunted house, I guess. But it's like, they're like hunting dinosaurs and shit in it, and it's almost like slapstick comedy at times. Yeah. Um, it's alright. You know, you could do worse. I mean, it's a put it on put it on movie and maybe kind of ignore it a little bit. Meh. Um, yeah. yeah. I probably won't revisit it ever. And then I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, starring a very creepy Donald Sutherland with his creepy mustache and Jeff Goldblum, and he's very skinny. Um, And Nimoy, who is not Spock. Uh, This is really good. Oh, and it has uh, uh, Brooke Adams in it, and she has disappointing boobies. (laughs) Uh, this was really good. I will definitely revisit this one. It's on Netflix Instant, and some of the special effects look a little, yeah, at times. But you know, it's 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 good. It's, I like. I, I might like this one better than the '50s version. Honestly, it was definitely creepier than that one. Um, but definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. The, I, before I had seen those two, I had only ever seen the Abel Ferrera version. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all I watched this week. Besides wrestling and and read comic books, some some uh, Iron Fist and some Hellblazer, like I said, and some uh, so I read. I started reading some Wiz comics, like the first uh, like early Wiz comics with uh, Shazam. So, oh, yeah, found I some like of those. Shazam. I borrowed some of those. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you? Bu- well, okay, I'll give them. I'll give them back eventually. <laughs> Cool. Um, which one are we going to cover first? Do you want to do split second first? I thought what? we were going to do Predator first. All right. Let's do Predator first. No, I let's... don't care. Either one. Either one. It doesn't matter. Well, You're we'll come charge. back and let's, let's review Predator right after All this. Right. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstro Crumpunta. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Maybe I should have screened this song before I played it, huh? 
Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I fast forward to see if it changes at all. No, it won't. Is that the Chemical Brothers? <laughs> what? Is that the Chemical Brothers? I don't know. That's uh, that's a Matsuzaka throwback to another, Our maybe, was it our first? No, second action-y horror-y? That's the club scene from Blade. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Because, um, uh, I thought that was the Chemical Brothers. I thought they were the ones that did I that music. But know. anyway, um, I just, uh, on a side note, I remember uh, my sister, who is, well, my one sister's four years older than me. My other sister's a year older. So they're in my generation. And they went to um, a Talking wedding in Pittsburgh. Generation. And my cousin was like, you want to go to, uh, let, let's, after the wedding, let's let's go out. Let's go party. Let's go to a bar. And he took him to a bar. And they my sister was talking to my brother-in-law and said, okay, uh, next song that comes up, uh, we'll go dance. And it was club music like that. And they said, <laughs> it never stopped. They said from the time they walked in, they were there for like two hours or something. It was the same and fucking it was song. Same... <laughs> and then, and just over and over. And you just and then a shower of blood on. came from the ceiling and then yeah. uh, a very cool looking dude in shades came in and started cutting people's arms off. Cut my brother-in-law's gut off. Yeah. All right, Predator. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to synopsize it? A team of commandos on a mission in Central American jungle find themselves hunted by extraterrestrial warrior. <laughs> All right. So this is directed by John McTiernan. Now, not to spoil anything about my review, but spoiler alert: John McTiernan managed to make. One of the coolest fucking action sci-fi movies of all time. And then turn around immediately, a year later, and make possibly the greatest action movie of all time with Die Hard. So he was doing something right, that guy was. And he didn't do a lot happened? else. Um, I mean, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, and then what happened? Yeah. Hunt for Red October, and then... Well, that was good. Last Action Hero, I enjoy, but it's, it's I enjoy that for a different way. coming out. Now, now he did not do the second Die Hard, which is I like three better. But he did, came back and did the third one. I do like Die Hard with a Vengeance. So, but uh, Rollerball, oh, I never that saw Rollerball. Rollerball. Ugh, it had Paul E. Dangerously in it. Did it really? But I, I like Basic, and I liked yeah, because that was when he went to California and he was telling everybody in ECW he was going out there to sign a TV deal, and he was lying to him because he couldn't pay their. Uh, paychecks and he went out there and made rollerball anyway uh i like 13th <laughs> warrior and i liked basic with john travolta they're not great but they yeah were but i mean they're not fucking predator and die hard like oh uh, nothing is predator this, this dude was fucking iconic. dialed in for that in the late 80s yeah. i don't never heard of nomads nomads yeah never heard they of probably it. had uh john crier and uh no, that was that other i had pierce brosnan and leslie ann down and Adam Ant is playing somebody named Number One, and Mary Waranov. There you go. You like some Mary Waranov, don't you? Yeah. What isn't she the one that's slightly uh, trainy looking? Yeah, she's the the principal in Rock and Roll High School. He can't be done. Um. So the uh, it's got a very simple opening. Now we we open the movie with a uh, a very nondescript. Uh, a spaceship flying in and it drops off some kind of comet looking thing and falls to earth. doesn't really say what it is. Um, but that's what I appreciate about this movie is that 
it doesn't force feed you a lot of stuff, and it actually leaves a lot of shit unanswered, which is kind of cool. Like, you never really know what the fuck the predator is. Like, why the hell is he there? And I mean, you get an yeah. idea just from context, but like, what's the point of him? You know, like, but uh, it's 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 but it's got a very simple opening. After that, it's got the the pretty badass opening. I love this scene. I mean, this this movie has a lot of sweaty muscle porn <laughs> lots of uh, lots of bicep porn and and just dudes like glancing and sweating and just looking yeah. around and lots of that yeah. um but the dudes just hop <laughs> mm. and as, as i'm drinking crystal light out of a fiji water bottle the very not the non-manliest thing i could possibly be drinking um but uh, Arnie, of course, is last to get off the chopper, and uh, he's lighting a cigar. It lights up his face. The uh, Jesse, the body's spitting. Uh, you got Sonny Lamb, <laughs> Sonny Lambden, thinking about all the ragheads invading his home country. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> what happened to that guy? Anyway, probably nothing. That's probably all he always was. Mm. Although his laugh lives on in infamy. Um, <laughs> I should have found that on YouTube and had it ready for a sound clip. He was but, a former uh, adult film star, by the way. Was he really? Yes, he made porn. <laughs> did he laugh in them? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think I see. I probably did, but I didn't know who he was at the time because it was like in the seventies, I think. Oh, okay. Um, so Arnold and his gang are—they're a mercenary force of some sort. As 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 standard for eighties action movies, they're probably former special forces, all of them. Um, yeah. The you have you know you've got you've got the the heavy arms guy, you've got the leader, the the charisma, charismatic leader in Arnold Schwarzenegger. I tell you, there's so much about this movie that's likable. The one fucking dude I don't like in the team is Mac. I think Bill Duke. Now, Bill Duke yeah. is just fucking gross to me for some reason. Something about him just grosses me out. And in this movie, he fucking shaves. He's always he's got this this disposable razor, and yeah. he's always shaving his face, even though he's not like he doesn't have a beard, and he's always scraping this thing on his sweaty face. And you could even see it up close once. Like he just like it's like this nervous thing he does, and he just grossed me. He got he got, I didn't like him. I, I didn't mind. Everybody in this movie has their heroic moment and stuff. I didn't mind when he was gone. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never liked him in this movie. Maybe it was the, the whole sweaty, shaving sweat thing. It just grossed me out. I was like, ugh, stop. But anyway, um, you got uh, you got Arnold as, um, oh, what's his name in the fucking movie? Uh, 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 Dutch. Yeah. I don't remember his last name. name. And and you got Mac, and you got Jesse Ventura as Blaine, and you got Billy Sonny Lambden as Billy, and um, uh, the 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 demolitions expert, which I guess they don't really say it, but um, Shane Black's in there. He's the he's known for writing the Iron Man Iron Man three, and you know stuff like that. Um, they I think I think his appearance in there was kind of a, a have at it kind of here. Here you go. Um, he might be writing. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like doing him a favor because I think he worked on something with the director, or I don't remember what it was exactly. Well, it works um, out good. You weapon, have all but... these. It, it, it's good that I like that they have a kind of a diversity thing as far as how they look and everything. So they, you know, mm -hmm. not everybody 
it's he stood out because he wasn't a great big guy and he had those giant yeah. glasses made him look like a yes. tech geek kind of and um i was was it on the wikipedia saying that um arnold originally he he requested that it be a team like this not just a one-on-one fight in the jungle like he insisted that it'd be a whole team i mean granted if obviously he's going to end up being like the the last alive or whatever but um but then they they're meeting up with carl weathers carl weathers is a they used to work together um he is a now cia agent named dylan now <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch! I love the meeting, the epic. You uh, son of a bitch! <laughs> they had to show with off the, there, and I wonder what it felt the, like to have those shirts on, but then just have baby oil all over your arms. <laughs> <laughs> the shiniest, fucking flexiest hand hand high five slap clasp of all time happens there, and you could probably feel the heat coming off their biceps when you were in that room. <laughs> I kind of wondered as I was watching this if Arnold and Carl Weathers kind of had a little – because the characters, Dylan and and Dutch, they have like a little – I don't know, almost like a rivalry going on. Carl Weathers, I thought they were going to make him into like a kind of an asshole in the movie. They they were heading that way. But as I was watching, I was like, I wonder if Arnold was like kind of threatened by Carl Weathers' uh, physique because – Everybody in this movie has their shirt open and off, but then as soon as I, th- I literally as soon as I thought that, uh, Arnold says something about why don't you why don't you get up and start helping us build traps or whatever, and then the fucking then you got Carl Weathers with his shirt off, <laughs> bending a tree. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was with like, his... from what they said, it was like miserably hot and humid and just nasty. Ugh. So leeches. They said they had leeches. Arnold. Uh, well, Arnold lost a, a shitload of bulk and weight just so he wouldn't look like a giant bodybuilder kind of plodding around. He still was big, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, he, he they was, said he lost like 25 pounds. Fuck. He probably lost 25 pounds sweating in this fucking jungle. Yeah. Do you know where they recorded, where they filmed this? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, North Carolina. I love, <laughs> yeah, it could have been fucking, it was 85 here today, by the way. Um, I love, well, I mean, it's not right to love it, but I, when fucking uh, – there's so many little things the characters do besides sweaty shave guy. Um, but I, I love when Jesse Ventura gets on them for not ha- not taking his <laughs> tobacco. Yeah. Bunch of slack faggots around here. Bunch of slack jog faggots around here. <laughs> this stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Whoever came up with that line needs a fucking Oscar. For <laughs> it's amazing. He just improvised. <laughs> he was a he was could a, have. I mean, he was a UDT uh, Navy Frogman in real life. So, I mean, and Arnold. Well, and Arnold was in the uh, in the army. He was a tank driver. I don't know about Sonny Landon drove his penis into a porn actress. So, <laughs> did you see that? Carl um, Ruthers played promo? for the Raiders, so that's kind of like going to war. God, it's a fucking crime that Carl Weathers wasn't in an Expendables movie. I His swear. Mustache is so uh, I don't know. It's really wide. Not wide. It's it's <laughs> both wide and tall. Because when he shaves it yeah, off, he's got a, he has a long lip. Like he, he has a very tall like snot trough area. Snot trough. <laughs> 
uh, so he's got a lot of room for. I do too. I've got a lot of space between my nose and my upper lip, so it looks like my mustache is bigger than it actually is. Um, now they um, they're told by by Dylan that they are they're there to rescue a politician, some kind of UN guy or something, whose helicopter has been taken down in the jungle and he's being held hostage and they're go they're there to go find the gorillas and rescue this guy. So they're going into the jungle, they find the helicopter and um still not a lot in the way of it's still almost like for the first like I don't know, 20 minutes. It's it's almost like standard action movie like a you know, like some kind of Chuck Norris movie or something. Besides that that little tease we get at the beginning with the spaceship. Um but then they when they find the uh, the the bodies they find these skinned bodies hanging upside down. These eviscerated, their guts are hanging out. I swear you saw saw a dick on one of them. I wasn't sure. I didn't rewind it to see, but that was I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I probably could have seen. Uh, <laughs> well, I saw that the Jean Claude Van Damme was originally cast yeah. to be Predator. He was. But they, they said he was a pain in the ass. Bigger. Plus, he was kind of he's kind of short. Yeah. Well, the dude they ended up picking, his name is Kevin Peter Hall. Um, he also played Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. That would have been funny if, he, it, if the predator would have ended up being Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Having pigeons sit on his arm. <laughs> um, John, John Lithgow protecting him. Um, the, he was almost seven foot three. Mm. That dude was, and he died from AIDS when he was 35. Uh, poor guy. From a blood transfusion. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but they find those bodies, and that's when the, that's what kind of like um, the, the the genre bending happens a little bit in this movie because at this point, um, besides the, the the village scene, this movie really becomes almost like a slasher. Um, they start getting essentially hunted. Um, now, my college roommate and I used to fucking crack up. He had Predator on VHS, and we would rewind this stupid village scene over and over again with them because. There's so much over the top. Oh yeah, <laughs> in this, in it's, this fucking... it's near Commando. I mean, it's 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 more realistic <laughs> and better than Commando, but it's still right. That, you know, there's fucking. I mean, everything everything about this village siege is over the like everything's overkill. Like they, the a helicopter's getting ready to take off. Now, in most movies, they would have been fine with just. Carl Weathers coming up and he shoots through the windshields and the guys do their, their, uh, I'm getting shot by a machine gun wiggle dance yeah. and, and they have at it. <laughs> no, nah, but, but they get shot through the windshield and then Arnie fucking blows it up with a grenade launcher, <laughs> the, 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 the whole helicopter. Yeah, a bit of, a so, bit of yeah, overkill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I think that's why we laughed at it so much. So it's not enough to do for a dude to just like, you know, you hear the machine gun, you see him go, ah, and there's blood and he falls down. Dudes have to get shot fifty times and do the wiggle dance. Um, the one dude gets he gets shot out of a tree and then falls through a roof. <laughs> the one dude, like every like, there's so many dudes on fire in this scene, just running around <laughs> on fire. And then they, to add insult to injury, they all get shot even when they're on running around on fire. It's like and then the one dude gets on with yeah, his, the, uh, and Jesse Ventura is there with the goddamn fucking minigun that just shreds you know everything that's bad yeah i love it the the fucking sawing off the top of the trees and stuff um 
and then Arnold with the knife through the sternum saying, stick around. <laughs> it's, he had to get his cheesy line in. But um, like I said, after this is when they the, the hunting starts happen happening. And I don't know. I, I, a lot of this – I know this movie was a pretty for, – for the movies that was coming out around, I don't think it had a giant budget. Mm-hmm. And I would assume a lot of the budget went into the fucking one, – one, the pyro – and and the exploding helicopters, but two the fucking the 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 makeup and the 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 costume itself for the the creature, I guess you can call it the predator. They never give it a name, but it just looks fantastic. But the there's a lot of teasing, and, and that's why I said it's kind of like a slasher movie. There's a lot of teasing for it, and you hardly see this thing at all, and the guys just start getting picked off one by one. Um, but I love the f- the effect that they have of the um, the infrared vision, and you get the noises that the the creature makes. The like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this clicky, purry yeah, noise. Yeah, that. exactly. Um, the really creepy part with the creature, like with his helmet, he can record the voices, and that when he's like listening back to the conversation those guys yeah. were having and like Sonny Landham's creepy distorted like <laughs> laugh was all fucked up. It's, it yeah. was bad enough just him doing it and then they made it even more like cuz it sounds like um I don't know. I mean knowing what I know about him makes it sound even more like like kind of pervy or something <laughs> and and kind of like just sleazy. You know, when I yeah. first saw this, I didn't know. I thought, man, I, I, when I first saw this, okay, Schwarzenegger, of course, is is the ultimate alpha male in this movie. But, you yeah. know, I always, like, Sonny Lambden was my favorite character because he's so, you know, he's the Native American. He looks cool, you know, and he's badass and everything. And then I find out that he's a racist fucking uh, porn actor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if if uh, if the if the GOP of today will uh, fight to get you off their ballot, you know you're doing something wrong. I wonder why. Um, um, I wonder why. Now, would you say that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everybody that's listening to this has seen this movie? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, well, well fuck. I, I mean, we don't I have we don't have was, that many people that listen to the show. In the first yeah, place. which is like you know ninety nine point nine percent is like. Uh, but, Nine out of ten people yeah. that would listen to the show have seen um, it. Like, do, why do you think that they did not show Billy's what happens to him? Yeah, I don't know. I wondered that too because I if this movie could have been two minutes longer and showed a little, I he he it went a little too quick i was hoping for something well because I was hoping like for something a little more in a similar situation in predators with adrian brody there's a um a, a yakuza guy in that now did you see that no, yes i did but i need to revisit it because i watched it with a group of people that were not into oh, it at all yeah. and they were really fucking getting on my nerves well so i need they to rewatch it because show yeah. like him going Toe to toe with the predator, and it was fucking cool as shit. I love that fuck. I I've, I rediscovered that movie, and I really like it. But I was kind of you know, but maybe Arnold didn't want somebody stealing you know the not the thunder. Yeah, the limelight I don't know. Arnold's hard to read in this movie because I mean, obviously Arnold has an ego, but everybody. I mean, 
not many people go out like in a in a a, a kind of a, a wimpy kind of way in this movie. Right. Like everybody really when everybody when everybody gets taken out in this movie, they really fucking get taken out. Like yeah, they're their spine getting ripped out. They're fucking just or I don't want to spoil it. Oh, dude, getting I, I just spoiled it anyway. His <laughs> chest fucking exploded. Um, dude's getting skinned alive. Uh, you know, and and there's some good gore in this movie. Um, I like that the fucking the predator, the creature carries the fucking spine around on his back. Yeah, like you could see a spine, like one of his trophies. Um, the um, I, I love the shot. This would have been a good movie. To do uh, this and Escape from New York would be good movies to do prequels to because they set up at the very beginning of this a whole storyline with this other team that went in before Arnold's that got – Yeah, from Fort Bragg, North Carolina boys. So I would have liked to have seen what happened to Hopper. You know what happened to Hoppa? Get to the chopper, Choppa Hoppa. <laughs> but you know, I really, I, I think that would have been, you know, and with Escape from New York, the, uh, you know, you remember what happened to Fresno Bob and when they robbed yeah. the place and everything, and, and instead we get fucking Predator Two or whatever. Literally. Yeah, instead we get Predator Two and we get yeah. uh, Escape from L.A. <laughs> yeah, you know, Escape from L.A. Um, God, God. I love the shot of the creature coming out of the water later on. Um, the and there's another great shot later on of the of the creature in slow mo getting like showered with sparks from this big explosion. The electricity on his suit when he comes out of the water looks pretty shitty. Yeah. And I guess if I have to complain about anything with with regards to that, the makeup looks phenomenal. Some of the special effects look a little besides the some of the animated special effects because all the all the pyrotechnics and stuff look pretty fabulous but the the i guess the drawn in i don't know how they did it i don't i don't guess it was computer animated but the the electricity and stuff looked pretty corny and like i wasn't a big fan of how they did the invisible stuff it's it's interesting hearing how it was accomplished but they often like it left the creature having to Look, like, move the take these awkward slow motion movements through the trees and stuff. I wasn't gonna, it, it has it had a cool effect a few times, but sometimes it looked kind of weird. Yeah, what about um, Arnold? Uh, I like when he um, he figures out uh, a weakness, yes. that the predator has, and when he does his kind of um, I guess, roar, I guess, like challenge to the predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the way it echoes and everything, you know, that was so, – because yeah. it, it's like he goes back to like caveman days. Yeah, he looks like fucking Swamp stuff, Thing. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he still looked um, impressive with his shirt off, which most of them did, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, I remember yeah. them talking about uh, Carl Weathers and these guys talking about um, um, on the set and everything. They would all be like lifting weights to see – to, to go, go to the gym and be lifting weights because they wanted to look – Better could get the pump. or as good as the other guys. And one yeah. of the funny stories was is that um, Jesse Ventura uh, went to the wardrobe guy, and he found – and when he was trying on his stuff, he found out that his arms were one inch bigger than Arnold's arms. And he was like, <laughs> you know, oh, ha, 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 Arnold. He was like busting Arnold's balls. And he said that um, they should have a uh, – a, 
a uh, a bet or something like that, uh, you know, who has the biggest arms because he didn't tell Arnold that the wardrobe guy had told him that. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, whoever will measure our arms, whoever has the biggest arms has to buy the other one a case of champagne or something. Well, they fucking measured the arms and Arnold won because Arnold fucking told the uh, wardrobe guy to tell Jesse Ventura that his arms were one inch bigger. <laughs> it was a setup. So that was pretty funny because you know there was so much testosterone and so much uh, – Oh, my God. You know, guys, yeah. you know, especially like Arnold in Pumping Iron hiding – Lou Ferrigno's t-shirt and shit. So, you know, they were like pranking each other and doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot else to add to this. I mean, the, this, this is a, this is a classic. If you're into fucking action movies, man, I mean, it's, you know, it's not perfect, um, for me, but it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's getting there. So, uh, what, what do you think about it? Well, Okay. Here's my gripe with this movie. Okay. It's fucking so good. <laughs> okay. I bought it on Blu-ray. I watched it with El Goro and Jake. Uh, I have watched this movie so many times, and then I put it away for a while, and I bring it out, and I watched it with a group of friends, uh, and it's still, it still holds up. It's still the one, one of the – in the pantheon of macho – great action movies this it it melds horror sci-fi and action uh this is arnold possibly at his best uh, mm-hmm. i like the kind of like magnificent seven uh like group um they did it well at, because one thing you had everybody kind of had their their specialty or whatever mm-hmm. they and even if they didn't completely spell it out like you're the demolitions guy you're the martial arts expert you're this and that they did it in a way that like jesse ventura has the safari hat uh uh and he's <laughs> the, the one dude making the making the uh my wife has a giant puss uh and he finally got landon to laugh about one <laughs> they all have their uh yeah they all have their distinctive look um the girl in this – now, I will say this. Uh, I thought she was good looking. And yes. she – one thing that's distinct – and I'm not joking. I'm not like making a joke or anything about this. Her teeth are not completely straight like Hollywood teeth where they get their mm-hmm. – you know, she has like a couple – like her uh, – I think two of her front teeth kind of go out just a little bit almost like canines or something. Mm-hmm. But it gives her a distinctive look. It makes her look different. Um, and I thought she's pretty, and she had some nips going too, cause she had the, uh, under like the, uh, tank undershirt on and oh, yeah. uh, some no of that. Bra on there. So that wasn't bad. And I like the one part where, um, she's sitting there, the guy, she takes off and tries to get away. And I think it was Hawkins grabs her. And when he grabs her, the fucking predator comes by like fucking saber tooth from Marvel comics and <laughs> and you just see that splash of blood just go all over her face. That is awesome. Yeah. And especially her reaction when they come to get her and she's like completely in shock. Um, I, I like the, I like the, I ain't got time to bleed. He's like, you have time to duck. <laughs> and, uh, Jesse. Now that, that's the one thing. Um, you, the, the characters for the most part, like Jesse and Billy are so likable that you almost yeah. didn't want him to get, you know, it sucks. What, what, okay, so what, 
What did you think about Bill Duke's character, Mac? I, I, he got on my nerves for some reason. And it might have been, been the shaving because he for well for one thing he has that really distinctive look. Uh, yeah. He's he's um, and I like that he was always so cool because he would be like you ghost in this motherfucker like when he fucking punked out carl weathers he's like yeah ghost in this motherfucker. maybe that's why well, i like I, carl weathers i was pissed that he punked out carl yeah, weathers but then the one thing that i did like was he is he was so cool and he's this combat veteran he's so cool they're all like probably have been in combat and have seen horrific things but he completely loses his shit and that's the one that's like, <laughs> I have no idea what he was saying when he picked up, when, when uh, uh, Blaine gets uh, what happens to him. Yeah. And he picks up the minigun and he's like, and, and then uh, Arnold's like, Lieutenant or Sergeant, you know, because he, he's like, I don't know what I thought. And he just like, he kind of lost his shit and he kind of turned into a puss to me a little bit. Now, one part where uh, there was one thing and I it was kind of commando-ish. Was uh, when Carl Weathers loses something, uh, yeah. and it's it's kind of still <laughs> performing its task. It's kind of yes. Frankensteinish like thing. Um, <laughs> that was kind of funny, actually. I like now. Okay, I assume because that's one thing that we talked about. Uh, our friends and I, after we went and saw this, when we were, you know, Jesus Christ, nineteen eighty-seven. I was in college, and um, um. Was the very ending. Now, I I guess, was that a tactical nuke? It wasn't like a huge nuke that blows up like a whole goddamn thing, but it looked like a fucking, like a small tactical yeah, nuke. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a, a mushroom. Now, and I would, they, now, Predator 2, okay, I never got into that. My friend Jim really liked it. I just never got into it. But I always thought that it would have been cool soon after this, uh, or even in Predator Predators, because they said they're going to continue that one. They're going to. It did really well. I was surprised. I didn't know it did as well. It made a shitload of money, and Adrian hmm. Brody said he still wants to carry on doing the care. It made a shitload of money. Um, but I would have liked to have seen them go see that again. and find Dutch. It like not a mental hospital, but maybe on a golf course or something. And they're like they want to talk to him and say what you know, you're, you're what happened. You know we need to know and everything and and have him like. But I would have rather seen it happen sooner, not now when he's like really old, but like you know have yeah. him go back and they're like what the fuck's going on blah 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 blah. But they missed the, some opportunities there. I'm surprised that Schwarzenegger. With, you know, doing Terminator and then the next Terminator and Stallone and I'm doing Rocky and doing all these, that this would have been a sure franchise. And, of course, it did turn into a franchise, but not a good one. Not, I mean. Yeah, not, they did the whole Alien versus Predator yeah. thing. I've never even seen any of those. I've never heard anything good. Nah. Um, I remember there was a fucking video game, an Alien versus Predator video game, and you could play as either the Alien or the Predator. And I tried playing the alien, and I and everybody knows that had, is on the group my fucking uh, issues with first person games, how motion sick they make me. Well, the fucking alien in that game, when you play as it, you can like 
there's no pausing when you come up to a wall. You'll just start crawling up the wall. So basically the whole fucking screen starts rotating. And, like, I literally played that game for 30 seconds and almost threw up. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Um, th- this one is a, is a fucking hit from top to bottom. Uh, from the very beginning when they show up and they're, they're getting – and their civilian clothes getting off the, uh, the, uh, the chopper. And uh, <laughs> the first meeting with Carl Weathers. God, he's just chopper like ten times. Yeah, in this movie. and uh, and also the uh, little uh, is it little Richard fucking song that they play when they're mm-hmm. going in, in. And I love the two choppas when they're going across the top <laughs> of the trees in the jungle, and they're just going to going back and forth in the valleys and everything where they're getting where they're going. Um, this is a fucking classic. Um, I. I find I, I'm hard pressed to to not give this a ten. I love it. I've watched it a million times. I could watch it right now and still it's still just good. It never loses anything for me. It's one of my favorite. I'm gonna movies. I'm gonna rate it a I'm gonna give it a nine point five for an action sci fi movie. I'm taking off a quarter point for shaving this sweaty, bumpy face, and I'm taking off a quarter point for some of the electricity special effects <laughs> other than that it's it's pretty phenomenal well it's pretty fucking phenomenal you guys if you yeah. haven't seen if you 90 if you point oh 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 one percent uh have not seen this buy it buy the it one up. listener out of our 10 listeners that hasn't seen it yeah. go watch it this is fucking awesome dig it what do you what do you rate it oh you give ten, it 10? yeah there you go. I wonder what you were waiting for. There, I was like, "What?" I already said. <laughs> no, it's cool. Ten. Awesome. Um, all right. Now we'll split second fare as well. Let's take a break and come back and talk some Rutger Hauer. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Cat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's, from The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's house. And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife-husband show. High praise indeed. So come find us at marriedwithclickers.libsyn.com. It will save your life. Or maybe just help you kill an hour. Bringing the Misfits. All right. <clears throat> Split second. Split second, 1992. Now, uh, the Cinemasochist is responsible for this one. Now, as I'd never even heard of this, but let's, uh, let's synopsize and get into it here. <clears throat> synopsis voice. Synopsis voice. In a futuristic London, the rising sea levels mean that the large areas are under feet of water. 
Hauer plays a cop who recently what ugh, don't put his name in the synopsis. <laughs> Hauer plays a cop who recently lost his partner to some strange creature. Now the creature is back and it's after him. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is, for what I can tell, a direct-to-video, <laughs> maybe. Eh, it might have been in a theater. <laughs> Definitely <somewhere>. British. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, really, it's kind of a Predator-type movie. Maybe some Alien and, and yeah, it's got Rutger Hauer and Kim Cattrall's titties. And John, Zom, what did you think of this movie? Oh, and Michael J. Pollard, back on the show. Okay. <laughs> He's Now. This one is an odd movie for me because mm-hmm. it fell into the um, I saw Blade Runner and Roy Batty, and I wanted to watch everything that Rutger Hauer had made and everything that Rutger Hauer w- would make in the future. Because I thought, had you had you seen this one? Yes. Oh, okay. I saw it when it came out on video. Okay, nice. But. With that in mind, when I saw this, I was like, oh, God, this is shit. This is just garbage, <laughs> you know, because I was thinking about Blade Runner and comparisons to that. And that's what I wanted. I wanted more, you know, of that high quality, intelligent uh, stuff. And I wanted to see Rutger Hauer in good movies. But mm-hmm. I I at that time there wasn't uh, the ability that we have now to go back and see like a lot of his foreign film stuff. So it was pretty much from uh Nighthawks, uh Blade Runner and then everything on. And he made a lot of crap. And so it was And like, then he made Hobo with a shot. Yeah, and he made a lot of crap. And so anyway, <laughs> um but when I watched this, I was like, oh, God, this is garbage. It's just so shitty and yeah, straight to video and everything. But I will say this. Watching this now, some, you know, so many years later, with an appreciation. Almost 25. Yeah, it's like 23 years old. With an appreciation of, I don't know if I would say bad cinema because I don't find it to be that bad. I fucking really enjoyed this. <laughs> I I was also surprised yeah. that I enjoyed this. Now I, I think I can attribute most of my enjoyment in this to Hauer himself. Because oh, yes. if you like Rutger Hauer, but, you're going to really dig you're going to dig if you like Rutger Hauer and you like bad sci-fi movies, you'll yes, like this. Yes, you ha- but the th- he, okay, his charisma is so on display, but it's not just that unless they let him improvise a ton of stuff, if somebody w- if they were directing him there was some good shit in here, which was like all the – it's almost like uh, this is a kind of a holdover from some of the 80s movies, uh, action star stuff where um, just the way he acts, how he yeah. – him being abrasive, him taking like somebody that's giving him shit's ballpoint pen out of the guy's the, the other guy's pocket and stirring his coffee with it um you have cobra-esque like stuff where instead of cutting, a cobra-esque diet yes <laughs> cobra-esque like diet uh he eats junk food all the time when he gets coffee he fills the cup like almost three quarters full of sugar and then puts coffee on top of it he smokes cigars he smokes cigarettes um he's he's a slob i love slob heroes uh, they purposefully show him every time he's eating something, 
uh, he just throws like the trash in the back seat over his shoulder into his car. Um, now, uh, did he did he brush his teeth and rinse his mouth with coffee at one point? Yes, night? he did. <laughs> uh, when you go to his bat cave, his lair. Uh, and they show his sink. <laughs> there is a motorcycle V-twin cylinder in the sink with dishes on top of it, which is awesome. Um, and he's got pigeons in his goddamn house. He te- the, the windows are broken in his house. His house stink. His house stinks because when Kim Cattrall goes to his house, <laughs> she's like almost overcome by the the funk. And he's like, I can't open the windows because I guess maybe they were uh, painted shut or something. So he had to open a door just to, so she could breathe. Uh, <laughs> and her hair was like blowing back. Yeah, um, I like his <laughs> outfit. I like the the he had like the Leon the professional kind of sun. Yeah, the long black leather trench coat. Long and black tall trench coat. combat boots. He had the, like motorcycle. They're like motorcycle boots because I had a pair of those. And I'll be honest with you, they weren't that great. <laughs> they look cool as shit because I ride, you know, and they come up um, around your shins and have like a kind of like a leather, black leather like padding and then the straps on the sides. And I always thought they looked cool, but I have more of a narrow foot and they always make those wide. And so uh, they're, they were not good to walk in, that's for sure. Uh, and um, But he also has cool guns. It looks like a fucking it's, he said it's a 450 magnum so it just looks like they took a a big revolver almost like <laughs> in star wars when they took <laughs> they the, stuck like a cardboard box on the bottom yeah they just kind of they mocked it up to look cool um but now the thing they called a shotgun was pretty cool yeah they called it a shotgun but it was really more like a minigun um the thing about that the, the thing about that one was is that oh here's the thing about predator i read that uh they said that that minigun that ventura used it operates on electricity, so they had to run a, an electric cable down his inside his shirt, down through his pants leg, uh, <laughs> and so it could run because it it, won't, it it doesn't just run; it doesn't have a motor that runs on sunshine. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, the same thing in in the, with the shotgun in this one, where um, they they go into the uh, the armory and the guy says, "Oh, this thing shoots uh, sixty rounds a second. Well, if you know anything about shotguns, um, you know, the shells are pretty big and fat, and that thing probably – I don't know how much it would hold, uh, but at 60 rounds, that's – I don't think it would hold 60 rounds, but still, anyway. The gun would have to weigh like 500 pounds. It has a lot of, um, like I said, 80s action cop type stuff. You have the asshole boss. You have asshole other cop. Now, these two guys being in the same movie, Pete Postlewaite and um, – trying to think who the other guy is there's another guy in this that isn't okay one of them is his boss and the other one is another cop that hates him and they shouldn't be in the same movie because they could be confused it would be like if you had michael ironside and the guy that played clarence boddicker in the same movie because they're kind of the same kind of person (laughs) uh howard treats the one guy like the guy hates him and he's always busting Howard's balls, but Howard always gives him something cool and then like knees him in the nuts or something. They sidle him <laughs> with a judge Reinhold like a partner, which now, yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah. Like, but it ended up on, being not too I bad. Like, I know. I was, I was surprised. But so it, it, because he was such a geek, and I liked how Howard abused him, so that made it good. And, and, yeah. and I love I love the part where Howard would ask him about 
Howard said something about getting laid, and the guy's a total geek, so you would expect him to be like this nerd who never had sex, and I think that's what Howard expected. And he tells Howard that he has sex every night. I don't know if he's like probably married or whatever. He has sex yeah, he's married. Night. He runs five miles every morning. Yeah. He's laid every night. And Howard kind of is like like doesn't believe it at first, and then they go away from that forever. And then Howard says to him at one point, he goes. Do you really get laid every night? And the guy's like, <laughs> "Yeah." And, and you know, because the guy starts, Howard starts rubbing off on him, which was cool. I like that. Uh, he starts yeah. getting him to eat shit, and I never, for life, now I wouldn't say it's, it's weird for me to say this because of the hours that I work. I never really eat breakfast food. I mean, I could come home, I could eat spaghetti or something like that at seven o'clock in the morning, or a steak <laughs> or anything, because. I, my, my times are so messed up, you know, I'm getting home when everybody's yeah. getting up, but it's always weird to me when you see, and I know this is a, 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 an English or British thing or whatever. When you see baked beans with like, uh, uh, eggs over easy and breakfast food, like toast and everything, but I tried mm-hmm. it and it's not bad. I mean, you know, it still tastes good. So anyway, Howard beans. eats a lot of garbage, which is cool. And he, He's not real skinny in this. He's not super fat, but you know, he's not uh Yeah. He, but the thing about him is he could be like big around the middle uh, like wide around the middle and everything, but his face never looks fat. You know, he still has the cool face yeah. and the the fat fucking blonde hair and the goddamn piercing. He this is a cool looking motherfucker. I wish I looked like Roger <laughs> Howard. I would get so much pussy it wouldn't even be fucking funny if I was Roger Howard. <laughs> even when I if I was old. Um uh, he's like he's looking pretty uh pretty beat up. Well, now. he's old as shit now, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, one thing about this, um, I like when he calls that dog sh- uh, dickhead all the time. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, when it first played, I, I, my note was, did he just say police dickhead to the dog? And then I heard it later. He actually calls him dickhead again. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a sleazy movie it's definitely rated r it's got to be you, gotta, you see Cattrall's mm-hmm. tits and he, when he goes into that uh leather tit bar that was pretty cool uh I that like- was a weird tension builder with that because like he he's he's discovered a murder here and he's kind of like in tune somehow with the murderer and kind of shows up at the same place but there's this weird moment where it's building up tension there and the music is like you know, pounding harder and harder. You hear he always hears this heartbeat. Yeah, uh, you hear screaming, and the and the, then for some reason it keeps cutting back to the stripper like shaking her tits like crazy. Yeah. Well, he um, he has almost like a, like dog like a, he's almost like a dog like he has like some kind of latent mutant abilities because he's like sniffing like he can smell the scent yeah. and like you said he feels and hears the heartbeat or something they never really say you know what they just uh, he acts like he's schizophrenic yeah like he can he kind of like he's always like i can hear you i know you're here and um i thought when i saw this at one time that they were going to kind of go that way mm-hmm. that it's something like that might have been because i uh, one thing that confused me though was at the beginning um it seemed like Hauer was you know all down with okay it's a serial killer blah 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 and then you know he gets the uh the, the, the they take the uh plaster cast of the heart 
the teeth marks or whatever. Yeah, they, they they get the they get that heart yeah. with a bite out. And of he it calls it. He says, you know, it's a beast. And he goes, "What do you think it's a beast?" And he shows the guy that, and he goes, "You know, look at these teeth." But then when he takes his shirt off and he's got these giant claw marks that are like an inch fucking wide, each one of them, how would you yeah. think it was a fucking human that did that? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, you know, is that a whole that's probably kind of like a plot hole, I guess. Well, that or I mean, it's it, it, again, it's like we're we're assuming that they've never come across something like this before and he's yet to see it. So maybe it was I mean, I, I would assume like, think about this. If you woke up from being unconscious and you had these giant slash marks where you've gotten attacked, your mind wouldn't automatically say, Oh, a fucking monster must've done it. You would have been like, well, the dude had some fucking like three bladed knife yeah, or something, you know? Yeah. But I mean, uh, the, and I, I, I thought it was kind of strangely topical that at the very beginning, it talks about global warming, you know, and this yeah. is 1990, what, two, I thought they were going to do some kind of hokey – and this is what really got me worried initially. I thought they were going to do some like hokey religious thing with it. I thought it was going to take itself seriously, honestly, from the beginning of it because it says like – it has this really obvious like 40 days and 40 nights of torrential rain quote uh, where this, it makes the city below like uh, uh, you know trapped underwater. And I thought they were going to do some hokey like religious thing with it, but they didn't. Well, you know, it, it's uh, I I was torn on the um, Kim Cattrall thing, even her being there and added. I, I I always appreciate the fact that she has no qualms about being nude, and yeah. uh, but first of all, she had a wedge head haircut, and some women look good <laughs> in that. She didn't look bad in it or anything, but but. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it was okay. That's that's the one thing. It, it kind of seemed. It was kind of a little bit long. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I can understand why they added her part, but I, I, I don't know if I should say I, it didn't need to be there, but. Um, well, it didn't really add know. much at all. No, it did. Well, the chicken peril and shit like that. Yeah. But it could have been any. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. If they just focus more on on Howard, uh, uh, being like becoming this hunter, it would have been uh, better. Because I mean, I don't know. The the I never really felt her being all that much in danger outside of one one small moment in the uh, in the when she's in bed with the claws and everything. But. Uh... The, the, I like the, the then and the one part there was one stupid thing in there where they get a call and he's like that's my apartment or my house or whatever so they go rushing over there and <laughs> they go in you hear this blood curdling scream all the way out on the street and they're like oh my god and they go up there and she's like in the shower and he's like he, you know rips the thing back what are you doing and of course she, and I, why would she slap him you know they're they're fucking uh had, you know obviously fucked and everything oh you saw me in the shower and she she slaps him but then he's like i heard you scream and she's like well the water turned cold that was stupid you know you scream like that <laughs> yeah the water turned cold and what i was thinking so she gets in the shower when he leaves to go to the bar they have time to drink Get a call on the radio. Drive all the way back. She's still in the shower. I'm like, idiot! No wonder your fucking shower's cold. You've been in the shower for like an hour and a half, and <laughs> this intruder that has been called in has still not done anything in this time it took them to drive. Because it's not like you can drive fast when there's fucking like a foot of water on the, every street yeah. you drive on. <laughs> but it, 
I honestly, when I got done watching this, was I, I was I was looking because I was thinking, you know, I kind of want to buy it, but it's on YouTube, you know. So that's one of those yeah. things when you when you have like a movie collection and everything, you have all this shit at your fingertips. It's on YouTube. It's you know, it's not hard to find or anything. But I was still like, I'd like to get this on DVD or or download it so I can have it <laughs> on my iPad or something, you know. But I love Howard. I, he he. This one is one of these ones that, like I said, I hated this movie. I, I remember even telling you, man, this is a turd. It sucks. I don't even, you know, I, I don't remember anything about it. And um, it's weird going, it's fun. It's it's all awesome to go back and discover something like that and be like, oh, man, this is really not that bad. Because mm-hmm. you're from another, coming at it from another perspective of what it is, not from what you wanted it to be. But also, um, just... This is one that I think is like should if it isn't already, which I'm sure maybe it already is. It's a fucking cult classic. There, there's uh, there's so many movies that we have watched that suck and they suck and you hate them and you don't want to watch them. And this one is one. It's a I I wouldn't even I was going to say use the the uh, cinemasticus thing fun failure. I don't think it's a failure. I think it's just yeah, fun. It's, it's, a, it's a nice solid surprising and it doesn't movie. take itself seriously. You know, they no, not at all, and that's what I. That's I'm happy it doesn't. It knows it knows what it is, and I love that. In that he can be that Howard can be in movies like this. He doesn't take himself serious, take himself seriously, but he puts something into it. Like he doesn't seem like he's just there. He he's into it. Like he's having fun, and um, it, 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 it's just he saves this. If it wasn't if it wasn't Rutger Hauer, I don't know that it would have been all that fun. But um, you think Sly uh, Sly couldn't have done it because he's he never pulls off the even for, for this is just for me. But even in Cobra, he he his when he tries to be like with the cutting the pizza and stuff, it always comes off as douchey to me and not <laughs> cool or funny or anything. I, I don't know. He just doesn't Schwarzenegger can do stuff like that, but I never yes. I don't think Stallone some things that Stallone puts in movies it works and you know that he's the one that came up with it. Like, but I remember like watching Paradise Alley and stuff, and thinking, you know, okay, Stallone probably thought this was really funny, but it's stupid, especially you know, like the first fucking, parts when he was trying to be funny. I saw that Haku or Ming was in Paradise Alley. I do not remember him in it. Well, when he first started, he was a lot. Um, he looked like he probably weighed two hundred and thirty pounds or something like that. He was a lot. Uh, he was still muscular, but nowhere. Near like a big huge monster, like he ended up being, and he had a real short uh, cropped fro. Hmm. I'll have to go back and look at that sometime. Maybe if I feel like watching Paradise Alley again. Yeah, I don't really. Um, <laughs> I got the hiccups now, <laughs> by the way. So you might want to carry on. His um, <sighs> Jesus. Uh oh. His his partner had a keychain at one point. He said his wife gave him. I was trying <laughs> to figure out. It was. It looked like a pro wrestler. Was it? It looked kind of like Lex Luger, but I couldn't figure out who it was. Could you? Could you tell? I thought it was Hogan. Oh, he had blue trunks on though. Yeah, but at one time Hogan had well, he wore like baby blue. There were there were matches in Japan where he wore black and silver boots, black trunks, silver boots. But he also you can find matches when he was in WWF at his height, and he was wearing blue trunks and blue boots. Huh. 
And then, you know, so I guess he changed it up every once in a while. Maybe he forgot his and wore somebody Dino Bravos or something because he forgot his. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I like that his I like that his character his partner's name is Dick Durkin. Um, <laughs> of course, there, so there, you that call a, him Dick all the time. That's yeah, that's another asshole funny, thing that's funny. You know, it has a funny payoff where he's like Harley. I'm working with a guy named Harley, and he's like, "That's funny. What's so great about Dick Durkin?" <laughs> you know, and, and, and it looked like they were both really laughing. <laughs> he um, he um, has a motorcycle in his house or his apartment and that reminded <laughs> me of reason. wanted dead or alive which Roger Howard was in with i think gene simmons uh he had a motorcycle he lived in like a big loft or or not a loft but like a uh airplane hangar or something and he would yeah. ride his motorcycle in there <laughs> and um i love the 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 finale's pretty good i i think my favorite part was probably the big shootout in the apartment where every time a gun is fired something just fucking explodes yeah. like the tv or and the fucking like door or the couch sparks or... big bright white sparks <laughs> yeah that was kind of weird i don't know what kind of rounds they were shooting because i was thinking about that i was like that's kind of stupid looking but you know it's in the future so maybe there were some kind of incendiary things or something right um but yeah i mean it's it's this is a weird little lost movie i think it's just uh it's it, it could have had less control. I didn't. I didn't like where they went. What, what they what, like her character story, and they don't go a lot into it. I guess it's his old partner's wife, and maybe that's why. Maybe they hadn't banged before. Who I, I couldn't. I couldn't read. Everybody them very thought well. they had because everybody. Those yeah. other guys would be like, "You fucked your, you know, partner's wife, or ended up with your partner's wife, and all that crap." So, but. Um, you know, I, I was surprised by this. I don't have a lot else to add. I mean, we've covered it pretty well. It's, it's uh, not steer us wrong. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you rate this? Um, I enjoyed it. I would give this. Oh God, I'm serious. I think I'd give it an eight. <laughs> nice. I really did. I, I, I would. I want to watch it again. I thought Howard was just funny and fun to watch. I had a smile on my face through it. It's not a. It's, it wasn't a f- fantastic movie for me, but um, it's got some gore. It's got. It's. It made me laugh. It, it, it had me smiling. The alien didn't look terrible. Um, I give it. A, I give it like a. I was gonna say six point five, but after I've talked about it, I'm gonna uh, bump it up to a six point seven five. Very, very, very solid movie for me. I liked it quite okay. a bit. Good job, Justin. Cool. Good job, Cinemasticus. And that's Action-y, Horror-y 4. All right, happy Halloween. So we're going to take a quick break and do some quick feed sack and then uh, wrap things up. We will be right back. It's the Daily Grindhouse Podcast. I got your boy hanging, you no-business-born, insecure, junkyard mother... Starring Dr. Freaks. Am I the only one who is concerned about the naked woman tied to a bed? Johnny A-Bomb. I put out the trash. Joe Cosby. Softcore picture? You just said softcore picture. And Warhawk Tanzania as Warhawk Tanzania. You do not come to my turf talking about busting ass. When it comes to cinema, we talk the cream of the crop while scraping the bottom of the barrel. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, and of course, on DailyGrindhouse.com. The Daily Grindhouse Podcast. 
because you deserve it. You remember in the 60s when I invented the marsh? Well, now the time has come for me to update that smash. Since I've been out of the fright game for 52-odd years, I invited a new crew to spread spooky cheer. The first to arrive was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. He brought his own date, and he seemed to respect her. They hit the dance floor with a jive and a jitter. Then he... He ripped off her face! He's pulling out her liver! That's really gross. Oh my god, what just happened? He ate her face. Yes, I know! I saw! What? I like to play disgusting games. I blame Chris for this one. too graphic. I'm going to faint. Surely all the other guests... All right, uh, feed sack. We got a couple this week. We didn't do questions this week. Now I want to freaking make some eggs and some uh, fucking baked beans. But I will say this, people... Uh, the Zom is heading in the right direction. Uh, yeah, my job, like Arnold, who lost 25 pounds for um, Predator, I have lost 20 pounds for nice. I don't know why. Uh, I've just gone on this uh, raw veg. I've I've learned. I mean, I'm telling you what. You guys used to tell me. Or I I remember talking about eating coleslaw. And you say, oh, it's so gross or whatever, you know, that you like the uh, <laughs> uh, raw cabbage. I just don't like mayonnaise. Dude, I will get a head of cab. First of all, if you're a single guy uh, and you buy produce, it goes bad faster than you can eat it most of the time. Oh, God, it's terrible. And so, but God, if you buy a head of cabbage, it never goes bad. You can cut into it as long as you keep it in a you know a plastic bag or whatever. It never goes bad. Onion onions take a while to go bad yeah. too. I've had a half of an onion in the fridge for like for like four weeks. I think I I will take this uh, Tupperware thing that I have and I will shred up cabbage, just shred it up into these like long pieces and fill it completely full. And when I go to work, I'll just sit there and just kind of munch on that. And I'm just losing weight. I mean, I'm not, you know, and and sleeping well is also one thing because when I did that shit where I'm sleeping an hour and waking up and eating a little something, going back to bed for a couple hours, waking up and then you eat a little something. When you sleep for eight hours or more or whatever, you're not fucking eating. I think I need to, I need to, I need to get back on melatonin because I'm starting to do that shit where I wake up. I think that they said that if you do that on a, didn't Jim Ross say that that's not good? To do that like um, on a regular basis. Oh no, no, he was taking he was taking um, Ambien. Uh, actually, a prescription yeah. Ambien. This is melatonin is just something you could buy at the drugstore. It's it's not a it's a melatonin is a hormone that your body makes yeah. when it's dark outside. So I take yeah, that not, shit, but I'm a, telling you what, sometimes when I take that stuff with melatonin, I have like odd dreams. Oh, I always have odd, yeah. odd fucking dreams on melatonin. I feel like I'm fucking like losing my mind. Like I, when, that's the shit when I feel like I, there's fucking like uh, I see spider, a spider crawling on the wall, or somebody's. You know, I don't like that shit. I mean, it, it, yeah, it just says, not all the time. You know, just yeah. Rutger Hauer is an environmentalist. Hmm, good. I like him even more. And now. also, I, w- I read an article today that about Chow Yun Fat uh, supporting the democratic movement in Hong Kong and. How he's probably going to be banned from making movies in China. He's like, eh, whatever. I'll just get paid less. And he's got, he's planning on donating all of his money because he has no kids or anything. When he dies, he's going to donate every bit of his money to charity. <laughs> he said, "I'm just holding it temporarily." All right, let's 
do some feed sack. First one. Here we go. Hey. It's great in your head, but drink it up, Fucking some great experiences you guys have had. You know what I hope that me and other people think about you have a great time today, you know? I'm just, you know, I'd ask that question. I love people. Come up to me. Hey, Sly, you ain't getting any questions about drunk it up. What about you? You know, what's. What's the best time you jumped up, you know? That's how I went to Edsy. I jumped up a lot, you know? I jumped up a lot of times. A lot of great memories, and I jumped it up. You know, for me, you know, every movie I do, I have to do something special, you know? Fucking help create the energy for that movie, you know, get it flowing, you know? So the one fucking thing that sticks out of my mind, you know? You know, I could have picked maybe the Rambo movie, you know, junk it off in the woods. But I do that all the time, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what did I think of? The fucking Rocky movies, you know? Fucking the fun movie, you know, they had that ring there. I fucking junked off right in that ring before I started boxing shit in there, you ding, know? Ding, ding. It created a unique <laughs> energy, you know? It fucking propelled me in that movie. It made me fucking mad I am now, you know? So, yeah, you know... Not just that, you know, there's positive benefits of drinking out, you know, I, I like to work out a lot, you know, I get these big muscles, you know, fucking drinking out, you know, that's an extra fucking way to work out, you know, it's great, you know, I build up my muscles in the gym and then, you know, fucking drunk out and even bigger muscles, you know, so, you know, consider that, you people, you fucking say it. Fucking wrong or gross or any of that shit. It's not gross. It's natural. It's human. It's fucking building, you know? <laughs> now, movie, yeah, you know? You guys are coming in front of the movie. Start out. Fucking Irish was. You know? Apollo <laughs> Creed. You know? Why are you fucking covering this movie, you know? There's plenty of other movies that start being muscular man, you know? Yeah, you know, Arnold, you know, he's a muscular man, you know? And yeah, I'll admit, his movies have made millions of dollars. Yeah, millions of dollars, yeah. That's not much when you compare it to the billions of dollars I made, you know? So yeah, you know, there's a fucking choice that you could have made. You made the wrong one. That's all I'm going to say. Ugh. Ugh. That was a good one. Um, Predator had a budget of $15 million, and it made $98.2 million. Hmm. Predators had a $40 million budget, and it made $120-plus million. Yeah. Um, thank you, Sly. Um, I still don't know if we learned exactly what his best jerk was, but maybe it was Rocky. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. We got one more here. Here we go. Typing over there. Something check. 
Hi guys, just a quick feed set this time. It's 11.30, I'm sitting on my toilet. Pants off. Oh, what? Don't disturb me. Oh, there's my dog coming in. But he will be quiet, right? Yeah. Shh, don't be quiet. Uh, yeah, didn't watch too much this week. Uh, basically, uh, Black Christmas for the October season, which I saw for the first time, and on Blu-ray. Great stuff, great movie, really entertaining, low budget, but good acting, really surprising some scenes, good suspense, and uh, also coming with a nice documentary and nice uh, entertaining facts on the uh, creation of the movie. Really advisable, but maybe the only one who never saw this before. Uh, second thing it's I watched John was Saxon. Korean war movie Brotherhood, which yeah. was very long but really, really good. A melodramatic, gory, bloody, uh, heartwarming, but also very sad. If you have, uh, I don't know, two hours, 40 minutes to spend, uh, watch it. It's great. Uh, third thing I watched was a um, thing called Men of the East in Germany. I cannot really pronounce the Russian title, but it's a Russian action blockbuster and the tradition of transporter and the born identity with a Russian Jason Statham Vladimir Yepi Fantsev. <laughs> and I have to say, it's entertaining. It's, um, yeah, a lot of action, a lot of gunfights. Not super creative, but the guy has some charisma and, uh, yeah, it was a nice watch. And uh, maybe we'll look out for more movies with this guy. Yeah, uh, my questions for this week. Um, Uh-oh. Very short. Uh, First, uh, did you ever uh, catch yourself uh, basically cursing in public without even noticing and then uh, having others look strangely at you? For ah, God, yes. Just uh, recently it happened to me and I just, not just mumbled, but really shouted out loud, uh, fuck a duck, and uh, <laughs> I think the whole office looked really weird at me. But uh, it was, it was that funny, kind of. Uh, second question, uh, October-related. Um, uh, of the yeah major uh, horror houses or horror um, companies, what is your favorite? Universal Pictures or Hammer Horror? I have to say I uh, vote for Hammer Horror because uh, these are basically the first movies I watched uh, over here in Europe and I really love most of them. Uh, for many, many details, but the two main words would both begin with a C, and they are Cushing and Cleavage. Yeah! So, yeah. These are my... No, there's the third question. just came to my mind. Uh, maybe you uh, talked about this before. I'm sure you did, but I forgot. I didn't uh, get it. But, uh, Loaf, how long do you wear your fabulous mustache? Actually, I thought about growing one for the uh, November month, but... Uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. I'm not uh, blessed with the strongest beard in the world, but I'll have a look. Strong beard. So, uh, thanks again for your great show. I'm looking forward to your uh, actiony horrory episode, nice. and uh, talk to you next week. Bye. All right. So, <sighs> inappropriate public cursing. Oh, God, I... this happens to me all the time. I dropped some serious f bombs the other day, <laughs> and outside the um right outside the store and there was a fucking mom and like a two-year-old walking by <laughs> yeah that's that's and i realized it at the last minute i'm like god damn it well i mean i've had occasions where especially like at work when we're all sitting around 
just shooting the shit and you know you're used to you know everybody's just saying stuff and yeah. you don't realize that somebody is on the phone nearby and you know that's the last thing you want is somebody overhearing you know somebody <laughs> dropping an f bomb or something but one of the worst ones um i had about four or five guys probably like five guys that i was really good friends with uh, work and we cussed like sailors. We were like Jack Nicholson in last detail, you know, cussed like <laughs> sailors and, and, um, you know, just talk shit all the time. And I got so used to that on a daily basis. And I was dating this girl and I dropped the C word <laughs> just without Uh-oh. even just, it just came out. And I think that she was so like she was like, Ugh, you know, uh, and so, that was uh, not good because, <laughs> you know, you just you're used to being around the dudes and then you're, you're around a, yeah. a, a quote unquote lady. But, you know, she wasn't too much one, of a lady one of the to first times, suck my dick. So <laughs> I remember one of the first times that uh, that happened in front of my parents because I had gone to camp. And, you know, the language at camp, we were like 13 years old and it was funny to curse then. And uh, when I got home, I said, I, it just came out of my mouth. I was like, damn, I got to piss. And I, I did, I, mean, I was seriously 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, you get used to, well, you get used to saying like, yeah. piss and shit and stuff like that, you yeah. know, without even thinking about it. And then, like, some of my friends, if I say pee, you know, I got to go pee or something, they're like, you got to go pee. You sound like a chick, you know. I'm like, well, okay, I got to go piss. I got to go tinkle. I got to go tinkle. Um, all right. Hammer or Universal? I I have uh, I like Hammer to a point, but there's to me there's no comparison as far as uh, quality. I I mm-hmm. I I like watching Hammer because of a nostalgia thing, but I don't think that they are as good as you know, like u- the Universal movies. I'm I'm totally in agreement. Uh, agreement. The um, Hammer fu- Hammer films are fun to watch, but I often find in those that there's there's par- there's always parts in it where I'm just like. Eh. You know, like he gets kind of, you know, drags a little bit or whatever before the sleazy stuff happens again. And, um, but the Universal movies that I watch, they're always something. And, and I mean, granted, these are they're, the movies are thirty years apart, so the, the 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 way they do the special effects and stuff in the '30s versus the '60s, you know, is just is completely different. Um, and there's something very charming about how the creativity that went into the effects when, you know, movies were first making sounds basically. Right. You know? Um I, I like I like the Universal movies better too. Um and the, as far as the mustache goes, the mustache was something I don't know if I've said that before said it before. I I uh was unemployed in I guess it, I lost my job in two thousand nine. So later that year it was just I kind of had a mustache on and off um some in some form or fashion um it was for a long time it was like the hulk hogan kind of horseshoe shape um it was less inspired by hulk hogan and more uh john lennon yeah (laughs) and um but then 
when I started watching all of the uh, Eurocrime movies and stuff, I remember I start I, I tried to trim my mustache like Franco Nero. <laughs> uh, I think I put it on my blog at one point. I haven't been able to find it, but um, and then from there, I was just like, after I lost my job, I was just like, I wonder if I could grow a handlebar mustache because I was fucking bored, and you know, and it just kind of stuck with that. So I'd say. I've probably had a mustache for the better part of the last nine years. There's only been a couple times I've shaved it off completely. As far as the handlebar goes, it's been since about two th- late 2009. Doesn't it suck when you have it for so long and then you're like trim- – like when I- the other day when I was trimming and I accidentally screwed up one side and it was in way too close. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to shave it yeah. off and then you're like, motherfucker. Because I, I never have, had I have, one. I, and now I've had one for so goddamn long. You get used to seeing it. Yeah, I'm curious what I would even look like now because my face has surely changed some, somewhat in the last five years. You know, I haven't gotten any younger. So uh, that's it for FeedSack. You can always send us FeedSack to 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find our show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and our website at silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook groups, our regular Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold. And our other one, Rasslin and Gold, that I don't know the web address for because I've never made one. It's probably a bunch of numbers. But you can search for it or just ask in the regular group. Um, next week on the show, we have the we, – we're doing a John Steinbeck or written by or – Based on a novel by John Steinbeck, double feature. Uh, we're going to do an Alfred Hitchcock movie, an earlier one, uh, Lifeboat from 1944. Um, and then we're going to cover uh, an Alaya Kazan. Alaya Kazan. We've done something by him, I know. I just can't remember what it uh, was. was that, uh, uh, Alaya Kazan, front? East of Eden. Did we do on the. So, no, um, uh, uh, the Panic movie. Didn't he do that? Panic in the Streets. Hmm. We didn't do it on the waterfront. Oh, we just talked. Panic in the Streets, the one, the 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 uh, the, the virus movie with uh, with Widmark. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So East of Eden with uh, with with uh, uh, James Dean and Lifeboat from 1944, Alfred Hitchcock. So should be a good one next week. Um, that's about it for this week. A happy Halloween to everybody. Thank you for the feed sack and the music choices and all that fun stuff. I hope you guys liked it. Um, I don't really have anything else. I gotta go put this show together. Zom, as usual, has to go to work. Yeah, gotta go. Gotta fix some some chow and then go to work. So, right. but we got it done. Right. It was a little Until bit late, time. but you know, whatever. Yeah, a little bit late. Get over it, ten listeners. <laughs> Go watch Predator, one listener. <laughs> All right. Until next time, this is a low. Ooh, t- 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 t-